Hey, Career Girl Nation, this is episode 28 of the Deeper Than Work podcast. I'm your host, Dorianne St. Floor, and today we are going to be talking about how to leverage your nine to five in order to build real wealth. We have a very special guest today, Bola from Clever Girl Finance, and this one is a must listen. If you are not only interested in how to make more money, but you also want to learn how to leverage that money, how to build it so that you can really, really set up a great financial foundation for yourself and your family, then this episode's for you. Welcome to Deeper Than Work, a podcast for high achieving and ambitious women ready to make more money, have more impact and thrive at work and life. And now here's your host, Dorianne St. Fleur, HR expert, career coach and breaker of glass ceilings. This episode is brought to you by the C-Suite. The C-Suite, also known as the Career Suite, is my free epic resource library. Now, I update it all the time and it is jam-packed with video tutorials, cheat sheets, checklists, just so many tools, so many resources to help you take your career to the next level. So if you're ready to enter the C-Suite, all you gotta do is head on over to the show notes for this episode. Enter your email and I will gladly send you the link and the password to enter. All right, so I'll talk to you soon. I am so excited to introduce our guest for today. So we are going to be talking about using your nine to five to build real wealth. And when I think of this idea of building wealth, of, you know, you know, making your money work for you and doing all of these things, the first person that always comes to mind to me is Bola from Clever Girl Finance. Now, if you're not familiar with Bola, she is a certified financial education instructor. She's a money expert and influencer and also the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance. Clever Girl Finance is an online platform that helps women become accountable, ditch their debt, save money, and build real wealth. Now, I thought it was important for us to talk about this today because, you know, as you know, I'm all about getting those coins, right? I'm all about asking for more, negotiating your salary, having your compensation strategy, becoming a high earner. We talk about this stuff all the time, but it's not enough to do that, right? That's step one. Getting the coins is step one, but you also need to learn how to keep the coins, right? And how to leverage those coins to really go above and beyond and build wealth for yourself. Because believe it or not, there are people out there who are high earners and are still living paycheck to paycheck. And so I don't want that for you. You're in the career girl nation. I do not want that for you. So I thought it was important for Bola to come here and talk to us about how to use the money from your nine to five. Use a little piece of that to build wealth for yourself and for your family, right? So this has been a long time in the making. We've been trying to get together to record this podcast episode for you all. I'm so glad that we were finally able to do this. We're going to touch on specific 
tips that you can use, specific strategies that you can use to build wealth using the income from your nine to five. And, you know, Bola, she's really an expert on this topic, right? Right out of college, she was able to save over $100,000. She did it in just three years and she did it without being a six-figure earner. She was not making six figures when she did it. She had a very average salary, but she was able to put in the sacrifice, the discipline, and use the strategies that she's going to talk through today in order to do that. You know, and since then, she's been able to, like I said, not only negotiate high salaries, so she negotiated salaries for herself, but she used the money from those salaries to build businesses. She has had multiple successful businesses and has really been able to create financial independence for herself and for her family all by using the money from her nine to five. She used it in a very smart way and was very, you know, deliberate in the processes that she was using. So let's get into it. Enough from me. Let's get to Bola and hear what she has to say. You're really going to love this episode. Let's get into it. I am so excited for today's guest, Miss Bola Sokumbi from Clever Girl Finance. Thank you so much for being here, Bola. Hey, Dorian. I am so excited to finally be able to chat with you. We've been planning this forever. I know. I know. I'm so glad that we finally got it together and we're here. All good. All good. So basically today, today's topic is really talking about how you can leverage your nine to five to really build wealth because I talk about increasing your income a lot here on the Deeper Than Work podcast. We talk about getting those coins, asking for more, all of that. But then I kind of stop there. I don't talk about what you should do to make sure you keep those coins. And, and really take it to the next level. So if you could just tell us a little bit about what you do at Clever Girl Finance, a little bit about your background, and then we'll jump into letting people know what they can do to really leverage the money and the salary that they're getting to build wealth for themselves and their families. Absolutely. I'm excited. So at Clever Girl Finance, I help women change their money stories. I teach them how to ditch their debt, save money, and get to the point where they're actually building real wealth and they have financial peace of mind. And this just really came from the way I was raised, you know, as a young girl growing up, I got to see a number of things happen um, with my mother's friends, um, where she saw her friends go through divorces, or she saw her friends, um, unfortunately, lose their spouses. And they were just in a really bad place because they had no idea where the family finances were, or they had not been as involved. And so when they went through that divorce, or they lost their spouse, they just didn't have very many options. And um, I actually wanted to start Clever Girl Finance when I I had my twin babies and I got to a point where I just felt like I wanted to do something that mattered more. So I was working full time, working in technology, which is what my background is. But then I kept wanting to do something that would have more meaning, more meaning and more purpose. I don't know if this is something that every mom experiences, but a lot of my <laughs> friends who have babies kind of get to that point where they have a baby and it's like, Oh my God, I got to show that I'm a useful person. <laughs> so, um, you know, I was brainstorming for like a, a couple of years of what could I possibly do. And everything that came back to me was around women and money because just from the way I was raised, seeing my mom go through the, those go through those experiences. And my mom 
taking upon herself to build her own wealth and get her finances in order and know where our family finances were located and just basically become my dad's partner to me going to college and making my own money mistakes and then getting really interested in finance and learning about investing and saving and all my friends asking me questions about how did you do this? How did you do that? It just was the next natural thing for me to do because I love money. (laughs) As, as we all, so do I. <laughs> and so Clever Girl Finance, you know, that's in a nutshell, my story. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So you kind of talked a little bit about, you know, your background, you have this background in technology, and then you wanted to kind of branch out and do more with Clever Girl Finance. Um, it, from, you know, obviously I'm a fan, a huge follower, like I'm in all of your business and all of your, like your, your posts and your <laughs> podcast and all of that. And I know that you talk a lot about, you know, defining real wealth, building real, real wealth. So I want to get, before we even jump into anything further, I want to get your definition of wealth. Like when you say building real wealth and helping women, you know, really embrace that whole idea, what are you talking about? What does that mean? By by real wealth, I mean more than just dollars in the bank. It's more than just money. It's what the wealth gives you. It's giving you the options and the choices where you don't have to stay stuck in a bad relationship or in a bad career or in a bad situation because your money gives you an option to have an out. Um, Real wealth means having peace of mind about your finances, not worrying about how you're going to pay next month's rent or next month's utility bill because you have, you know, money to support you. It means having a strategy around your finances. It means being able to leave generational wealth for your children. And it it means being able to look at your financial situation overall and be at peace with where you are because you know that you have access to the things that you want to have access to, the things that you dream about, that you dreamt about in the past. They can actually become your reality because your money gives you the opportunity to make them your reality. Awesome. Now on Clever Girl Finance, you, you feature, you know, a lot of women who have done just that. Like they've taken the steps to get out of situations they were in. They've paid off all this debt. They've done all these things. Like what's the number one thing that people, even before, I'm sure before, you know, they get into the process of let let me pay off my debt. Let me make a budget. There's like a lot of mindset things that they need to come to grips with because I've heard you say this before and I've heard other money people say this before. It's not just about, you know, the strategies. It's about mindset. What's some advice that you have to get people in, even into that place of mindset so that they're ready to do these strategies and, and get on the path to building wealth for themselves? Yeah, so you're right. The steps are super easy. You can go on Google and type in, how do I pay off my debt? How do I save money? And you're going to get a million blog posts that break it down step by step exactly what you should do. But with everything that you want to achieve in your life, it starts in your head first. And like you said, that's where the mindset comes in. So how do you work on improving your mindset? How do you work on getting yourself in the right frame of mind? And I think there are a number of things you can do. Um, Number one, you want to first of all, forgive yourself for your past money mistakes. I think as women, a lot of us get hung up on mistakes we've made in the past around our money. And that kind of leads us, leads us to a place where we feel like we, we may not be able to do better. We, not, we may not be able to succeed because we made all these mistakes and maybe being wealthy or having financial success is not for us. So it's forgiving yourself for those money mistakes, but at the same time, understanding that there are lessons to be learned. So with every mistake, there is something that you um, probably learned from it. And it's recognizing that mistake and understanding what you didn't like about it and what lesson you can take from it to apply to your future success. So that's really important. Um, 
the other thing you have to do is let go of the shame and the judgment. Because um, again, as women, we carry a lot of baggage, emotional baggage. So, you know, it's one thing to forgive yourself, but it's another thing to keep judging yourself and keep being embarrassed about your money mistakes. And the truth is that everybody in this world has made money mistakes. I made money mistakes. The wealthiest people, the Oprah's, the Sarah Blakely's, all the people that you admire, they have made at some point in their lives, a bad decision with money. And the thing is that in order to become successful, you have to go through experience. It just, you know, it just doesn't happen. Wealth does not just fall in your lap. A million dollars isn't just going to come knock at your door and say, hey, I'm a million dollars, I'm for you. <laughs> I wish, I <laughs> So you, you have to go through the, the, the journey. And part of the journey means you're going to experience some failure, some setbacks. And again, it's letting go of that shame, letting go of the judgment, taking the lessons and applying them. And then I also think that a really, really critical aspect of developing your mindset is how you allocate your time and the people and the things you spend your time with and on. So, you know, if you're trying to get to the point where you're saving aggressively, you're paying off your debt, you want to look in your bank account and be happy with the amount of money that you have, then in order to accomplish that big dream, are you actually taking that big effort? Are you making that big effort? And sitting down every night watching Love and Hip Hop or watching Real Housewives of wherever is not taking big effort towards your dream. It's not taking big actions towards your dreams. And the bigger your dreams are, the bigger your goals are, the bigger the effort, the bigger the action, the bigger the sacrifice you're going to have to make. So are you taking that big effort, are you making that big action in line with what it is that you want to accomplish? And that means as opposed to watching love and hip hop and whatever it is, it's spending time working on your personal development, learning about investing, learning about strategies to pay off your debt, learning about strategies to save more. And then um, the people you surround yourself with are also really important because some people just, you know, are not in that state of mind where they think they can be anything. You know, and if you've ever heard the saying, birds of a feather flock together or show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. Yeah, that statement, those sayings, they they run very, very true. So if you want to get to that next level, you need to surround yourself with people who are at that next level. And doesn't mean that you fight with your girlfriends or your friends that are not doing that great. It just means you start you tell them where you're trying to go. And if they're not on board, you start spending less time with them and more time with the people who can elevate you. And even if you don't have those people right you know, right around you, you can listen to them on podcasts, you can watch them on YouTube, you can read about them or read their stories and books. It's all about surrounding yourself with the right people. And these are some of the steps that can help you get yourself in the right frame of mind and have the right mindset. And also you have to ask yourself when you're creating your goals, you want to make sure that you're creating your goals in alignment with what is that you truly want, what is that you truly value, not what the world is saying you should mm-hmm. have, be married by 30, have a million dollars by 40, not not that. Your goals should be aligned with what it is that you want to accomplish because when they are in line with that, you're more likely to be motivated to go out and get them. And you have to ask yourself, how bad do you want this? How bad do you want to accomplish this financial success? Do you want to pay off this debt? Do you want to have that money in the bank? And once you can answer that question honestly to yourself, it's also going to help you with that mindset adjustment. 
Awesome. That's some really good advice. And especially the piece about, you know, really aligning your goals with what you really want. It's something I talk about all the time, because, you know, if you think about goals that you you should be doing, quote unquote, or things you that other people are saying, when the going gets tough and you can't really do it anymore and you don't want to get up early to work out or you don't want to actually, you know, sacrifice the budget think about like why what's the underlying reason it's probably because you're living someone you're trying to live someone else's life and not your own so I think that's really really key um so I want to talk a little bit about your own journey specifically so I know that you know you talk a lot about your story and how you watched your mom and you kind of kind of motivated you and you've done all these things to kind of get to set yourself up so that you can provide for yourself and your family and all of that and I know that you you know you're you're not currently in a nine to five you currently do your business full time now but you were in a nine to five and you were able to leverage that I'm, I'm you know I'm assuming you're using part of your paycheck to work on your business and do all of those things like how did your whole process go how were you able to you because a lot of people think the only way to be rich the only way to get wealthy is you gotta you know marry into it or <laughs> win the lottery or you know be an entrepreneur or something like that but a lot of us aren't starting from those places so I want to talk through how you were just a nine-to-five chick you were doing your thing and you were able to leverage that into where you are now can you talk to us a little bit about how that went for you yeah, of course. And I'll just say before I say, before I get into my story is that a nine to five, you can definitely use that to build wealth. Most people are in nine to fives and it's not about how much you're making. It's about what you do with what you're making. There are tons of people who are high income earners who are making hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars in their businesses, but from a net worth perspective, they're not worth much because despite the fact that they're making all this money in business or all this money in real estate or even all this money in their careers, they are spending all of it. So as long as you have an income coming in, it's all about what you do with that money and the way you strategize it to help you build wealth. So for me personally, um, and Doran, you already know this story, but when I first graduated from college, you know, in my first nine to five job, I was able to save $100,000 in the first three years, um, right after college. And I did that because I sat down and I created a strategy, I challenged myself to do it. And I decided that I wanted to save as much money as possible. And I was working full time. And so the first thing I did was, like I said, I created that strategy, what is it I'm trying to do? And how can I do it? And I didn't know all the answers. But I knew that one of the ways that you make your money grow is through investing. So I started out by investing in my company's 401k and I didn't even max it out the first couple of years because I didn't even understand what the 401k was. I just knew that I was getting free money and I wanted it. Mm -hmm. So your retirement plan at work is a very important piece of building wealth. A 401k or 403b, if your if your employer is offering you free money through a match, you want to take it. You want to, as best as possible, once you've eliminated any high interest debt, max out your contributions. If your employer does not offer a 401k, and even if they do, you can do additional investing through um, an IRA, a Roth IRA, a traditional IRA, and even through non-retirement accounts. So by setting up a, um, a regular brokerage account at a bank or the brokerage firm and start investing your money that way. Um, another thing I did was I cut back on my expenses. So just because you're making a ton of money, if you're making six figures or your goal is to make six figures, your dream of six figures does not mean that you need to live a six-figure lifestyle, especially when you aren't at that point where you are financially comfortable. You know, And by financially comfortable, I don't mean just being able to pay this month's bills. I mean, being able to look at your bank account and like all the things that we talked about beginning around 
how do I define wealth? Being able to have all those things, peace of mind around your money, options, you know, a solid bank account. I made it a goal to keep my expenses much, much lower than my income. And that just basically meant, you know, my housing expenses, my grocery expenses. So look at your, your expenses and see what you can cut back on. And the one really great way to do this is to fall in love with budgeting. I know a lot of people don't like that word. They think it's punishment. They think it's restriction. But your budget is actually one of your your best tools when it comes to planning out your finances because it's going to help you see where you're spending, and it's going to help you. It's going to help keep you on track to keep your expenses below your income. So find a budgeting style that you like. Try one out every month until you find one, and stick with that one, and make it a goal to keep your expenses low. Um, the other thing I did with my nine to five was that I decided that, okay, you know what? I may not get promoted right away. I may not become you know, the next level at my job right away, but what can I do right now before I get my next bonus, before I get my next pay rise? What can I do right now to generate more income? Not everybody has to do this, but if you're in that space, you know, and it goes back to that question, how bad do you want it? And what are the you have to take, you have to take the big actions to accomplish the big dreams, right? So I asked myself, what can I do to increase my income? And I started a side hustle, which is a photography business. And that helped bring extra money in. But just because you're bringing extra money in does not mean that that's just money that you want to spend all over the place. It means you need to have a plan for that extra money to go into your long-term strategy. Um, And so building wealth in nine to five is certainly possible. It's all about giving every dollar you earn. See how you're an employee for another company your dollars are an employee are employees for you, basically. Mm. So you have some dollars that are going to work in the department of paying bills, paying utilities, paying rent. You have some dollars that are going to work in your investing department. You have some dollars that are going to work in your emergency fund department. Some dollars are going to work in your debt repayment department. And every single one of your dollars needs to have a job to do that they're doing. If you don't have, you can even have dollars that work in your fund department, your splurge department, right? But if your money just sits in your bank account and everybody can testify to this, at, in, at some point, or the other, they just very conveniently find ways to leave you. It was that $5 cup of coffee. It was that unexpected bill. It was this, it was that. It was my friend's night out for drinks, blah, blah, blah. And before you know it, your entire paycheck is gone and you've saved zero. Mm-hmm. So think about your your dollars as in your paycheck as your employees do. Awesome. I think that is spot on, especially the piece about your dollars are your employees. I think once I really started to realize that and embrace that, that completely changed the game. I'm one of those people who was very averse to budgets for a long, long, long time. Um, and then it wasn't until a few years ago when I'm in the same position, like I'm someone who's making money. Like I've been making six figures for a long time, but it's like, where the hell is my money going? Like, I don't understand, you know, not that, you know, we were living paid to paycheck, but we should be further along in our lives and what's going on. And it's because of that. It's because I wasn't giving my money a job to do. And I just got serious about it. I started, you know, your career girl. I started being more smart with my money. Things mm-hmm. change, so can really, you know, testify to the things that you're talking about. So what advice, just switching gears a little bit, what advice would you give to someone who's overwhelmed with this process, who <clears throat> maybe like how I was earlier on, was, is averse to budgeting and to saving to all of this <laughs> thing? Like, what, how would you tell them to get started? Take a deep breath. Get your life together. I'm just joking. <laughs> get your life together, get girl. Your, get your entire life. No, <laughs> no but for real, um, 
being overwhelmed comes from, especially when it comes to financial matters, it comes from a lack of knowledge and um, you tie in emotion to that and you become overwhelmed. So what I would tell someone who is trying to figure this out, but they're just feeling overwhelmed with all this stuff is work on your personal development, get educated about money. And if that means starting with basic money 101 concepts, then that's what you need to do. And all that emotion you're feeling about, oh my God, you know, I'm so overwhelmed. I have all this debt. I can't save. Oh my God, I spent too much money. I feel bad. All that shame, all that guilt. Channel those emotions as opposed to letting yourself get stuck in your feelings and get stuck in, you know, I don't like how I feel, blah, blah, blah. And then having this pity party with your girlfriends and all of you are like, whoa, is us. Whoa, let's go shopping. (laughs) (laughs) Retail therapy. I know that's not going to help you. As opposed to doing that, channel all those emotions into not wanting to remain in this place and wanting to make major change. So the more you know, the less overwhelmed you're going to feel. And it starts by picking up a simple basic finance 101 book, right? Or spending some time on YouTube and learning financial basics, checking out finance blogs like mine or you know whichever one Zorian recommends and just reading about how do I, how do I save, how do I invest, how do I pay off debt, how do I deal with my emotions around money and just understanding that it is a slow progression. It takes time. Um, anyone that's, that's selling you or anyone that makes it seem like they got wealthy overnight is not telling you the truth. It takes time. It takes practice. And it also takes, you know, the most important factor in all of these different things is you. And you have to be on board with the process. And so um, when it comes to letting go of overwhelm, the more you know, the less overwhelmed you'll feel. And then start challenging your emotions to help you make progress as opposed to keeping you stuck. I've, I've, heard, I've seen you on your Instagram before say, get mad at your debt. Yeah, I get angry. (laughs) Instead of being mad at yourself and instead of, you know, like you said, having that pity party, it's time to be like, no, enough is enough. Damn this. (laughs) Bye, Felicia. Bye. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) What are some specific books or specific tools that people can use if they do want to, you know, as you said, start researching and get some information? Where should they go? So specifically around mindset, um, one of my favorite books around mindset is called No Excuses, and it's by Brian Tracy. And he talks about your entire life, including your finances and how to let go of the excuses or the negative thinking um, that keeps people stuck and how to think bigger than where you are and how to get out of your comfort zone and take steps that can change your life in a major way, including your finances. So I love that book, No Excuses. Um, Another book, which is a little dated now, but it's really close to my heart is Smart Women Finish Rich by David Back. That was the first finance book I read out of college and it just literally changed my life. It was part of the reason why I saved that first hundred thousand dollars. And he just basically breaks down finances for women. And it's, you know, it's funny because a guy wrote this, but he did a really good job and he used his grandmother as an example throughout the book. Mm. And he just, you know, it's a really great finance, personal finance one oh one book to check out. Um there's a new one that everybody's raving about and it's a really great book. It's called You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. Mm-hmm. I, re- I actually listened to the audio version of that and she's just very motivational. She's bit, she's also very no-nonsense. Like, get off your butt and go chase the dream you have and understand that if you keep telling yourself, I can't make money, you're never going to make money. So that's a good book. Awesome. And of course, when it comes to resources, there's my accountability program. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> and that's at clevergirlfinanceacademy.com. 
Awesome. And I have gone through the the Clever Girl Finance Academy. It is changing. You post, um, you know, testimonials from other people who have also changed their lives and their finances. So personal recommendation, the the Academy is, is everything. Awesome. Cool. So Bola, why don't you tell us, you know, besides the Academy, where people can find you? I think people are going to really, you know, you, this is like kind of scratching the surface and, you know, we don't have all day to kind of go into the details. So if they want to go into details and learn more and figure out how they can really use their nine to five to build wealth and talk through some of the, and work through some of the principles you talked about, where can they find you? Sure. They can find me on my website, clevergirlfinance.com on Instagram and Facebook, which we have a lot of fun over there at Clever Girl Finance and on YouTube by searching Clever Girl Finance. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Bola, for taking the time to speaking to the Career Girl Nation. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Dorian. This was a ton of fun. So I hope you enjoyed episode 28 of the Deeper the Work podcast with Bola from Clever Girl Finance. We had a lot of fun and, you know, it was really important to me, like I said, to make sure that you're not only equipped with the information you need to make more money, but you're also equipped with the information to keep that money and to leverage that money to build wealth for yourself. So hopefully you were able to learn from this episode. You know, you can find out more about Bola by going to clevergirlfinance.com or also going to clevergirlfinanceacademy.com. All the links, all the information will be in the show notes. Yourcareergirl.com slash blog slash episode 28 to get all the information about BOLA and also the other links and books that we mentioned in this episode. Um, This is really, you know, an important one. And I just really want to stress the importance of not just asking for more and getting to six figures and and making more money, but also understanding how to keep that money, right? We don't want you living paycheck to paycheck because that is not cute. So go to yourcareergirl.com slash blog slash episode 28. Get all the information, get all the links, connect with Bola, and I'll talk to you later.